Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, strong mom, welcome back to another episode. And today we are talking about weight loss versus body recomp and what is the difference and why should it matter? So many times I work with women because they're frustrated. They think they're doing all the right things, but they're still not seeing results. They want to look toned, fit, and strong. So they eat healthy, they cut carbs, they exercise, they do more cardio, but it's not working. Or I work with women that have lost a lot of weight and what was working before isn't working for the results they want now, which is to get toned. Both women are frustrated. Both women are stuck. So what's the issue? The issue is they are using strategies for weight loss and not body recomp. And if these women are you or you're still confused and you're wondering what the heck does this mean or why does this matter, then stick around, my friend, because today's episode is for you. And the first thing you need to understand before anything else is what is the difference between weight loss and body comp? Because you might be thinking it sounds the same. Like, what is the difference, right? And there really is a difference between the two. And as you're going to see, a lot of the times what we are promoted towards as women in the whole weight loss industry is actually not the kind of things that are going to get us the results we want if we're trying to transform our body in the sense of getting toned, which is gaining lean muscle and losing body fat. So let's talk about what is weight loss. Weight loss in general is simply losing weight on the scale without any regard to where that weight is coming from, whether it's fat, muscle, or water weight. Results are seen as the faster the weight loss, the better. And this kind of result um, or these kinds of results is what most weight loss programs promote. So this is typically what you will see a lot of like when you Google weight loss or all these weight loss programs. These are the kind of results that those programs are geared towards is simply losing a number on the scale, right? Dropping pounds. Um, So what is the difference between that and body recomp? Body recomp is the process of losing fat and gaining muscle to tone and reshape the body. Progress includes more than just the number on the scale, but actually caring what makes up that number on the scale. You know, whenever we lose weight or we gain it, where is that weight coming from? That's really what body recomp really focuses on. And the most extreme results of body recomp are seen in bodybuilder competitors. So where do you fall into this? Because you might be thinking, I don't want to look like a bodybuilding competitor, but I still want to reshape my body. The good news is for you that it's actually really hard to look like a bodybuilding competitor. They have put in years and years of work in the gym 
and with their nutrition recovery. And many of them actually take performance enhancing drugs to have the crazy results they have. So even if you trained and ate like one, the likelihood of you looking like one is very slim unless you have like superior genetics and many years of training or you're taking these genetic enhancing drugs, right? And also, I want to tell you, rest assured, I've been working at it for years to gain muscle. And it's going on five plus years now, like the five and a half, because I pretty much started after my daughter was born, maybe like six months. So it's been five years of me really trying to gain muscle. And if you've seen me, I have so I have muscle definition, but I do not by any means look like I'm going to compete in a bodybuilding competition with, you know, so it doesn't happen overnight. It's actually a lot harder than you think to gain muscle and it does take time. So if you are thinking that to body recomp, you're worried that you're going to get bulky or boxy, don't worry about it. Because even if you don't care to gain a ton of muscle, like even like I do, <laughs> but you still should pay attention to body recomp and how it works because it's still the roadmap to getting tone strong and fit. Okay. So that is what we're going to we're going to talk about today is what are these things that I see women doing that are hindering this because they're focusing on strategies for weight loss and not body recomp. And like I said, the problem is most women and probably you included, if you're still listening to this, you are trying to achieve body recomp using strategies that promote weight loss. Things like eating less and moving more, doing more cardio, eating healthier, cutting sugar, cutting fat, fat diets like keto and Whole30 and quote unquote clean eating. And what the hell does clean eating even mean, right? Does that mean like you're washing everything you eat first? Like, I'm just kidding, no judgment. I used to do clean eating. So I totally get it. And I actually have a future episode coming up about talking about why clean eating isn't working. If it's not working for you, why that is. And because I was in that position of it not working and it was very frustrating. So let's talk about why these kinds of strategies are like playing Russian roulette with your dreams of achieving body recomp. Um, So what today's episode is going to be now is I'm going to go over six typical weight loss approaches that are actually hindering or completely sabotaging your goals of transforming your body. And so yeah, let's dive in. Um, the first one is keto and low carb diets. This is a typical approach to weight loss that hinders muscle growth. And if you didn't catch episode 85, which was a few weeks ago or a couple of weeks ago, um, actually, no, this was last week's <laughs> episode 85 is called um, to the woman that felt keto and other low carb diets. Um, if you are somebody that has been trying to use low carb and keto to reach body recomp, right, to reshape her body to gain muscle and lose fat, and it's not working, you will you really want to check out that episode because I dive a lot deeper into what I'm about to talk about right now. So just to kind of recap um, why those kinds of diets, these really extreme low carb diets hinder muscle growth is there's is there's two reasons mainly. And um, the first is, or well, the big reason is because they're lacking, you're lacking carbs, right? So they're a lack of carbs. It's the whole point of a keto diet and these low carb diets is to cut carbs out of your diet. So why is that not beneficial when we're trying to do muscle growth? Um, the reason being is there's two reasons. Uh, carbs are protein sparing. So what does that mean? That means that when you are not eating or when you do eat enough carbs, it allows your body to really use protein for muscle building. So 
when you go to the gym or if you're a really disciplined person, you work out at home and do strength training, right? So we're doing some type of strength training exercise. What that does is that creates the stimulus for muscle growth. So I've done an episode on this too. Muscle is not made in the gym. And it actually depends on what you do after the gym, if you're going to gain muscle or not. So essentially, when you're doing a strength training session, you're creating the stimulus for muscle. And it's what you do afterwards when you are going through protein synthesis, if you're going to gain muscle or not. So once you leave the gym, your body starts protein synthesis. Protein synthesis is a process of your body repairing and rebuilding muscle. So you know that that saying, what, um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? So essentially, you're beating your muscles up in the gym, right? And it's through that recovery process of protein synthesis that you're sending the signal like your body needs to get stronger because for the next time that it has that kind of stimulus, right? So during this whole protein synthesis, your body needs protein, right? It needs protein. And protein is, is made up of amino acids. These are the building blocks of our muscles. And so we need to be, that's why eating a high protein diet or enough protein intake is really important in order to gain muscle because of the protein synthesis. So the carbs also play a part in this. Yes, your body needs protein, but it also needs enough energy to be able to allocate the protein to protein synthesis. This is where carbs come into play. So you want to fuel your body with enough carbs because they're protein sparing, meaning that then now your body is able to take all that protein and use it towards protein synthesis instead of like energy expenditure. Okay, because now you're using the carbs as an energy expenditure, which if you didn't realize your body's number one source of energy, preferred energy is is glucose, which is carbs, right? When we do keto diets, we're actually tricking our body into activating a defense mechanism um, of using ketones, fat, instead of carbs for fuel. But our body prefers carbs. And so this kind of goes into the next reason why we don't want to do a low-carb diet when we're trying to gain muscle. And the second reason is, imp- is, is improvement of performance. So our bodies are made to use carbs and carbs as a fast action or fast form of energy. So when you are doing a weight training session, you maybe not have thought about this, but it is a it's intense, right? You have a quick burst of energy you have to use to lift the weight and you know you're doing what, 10, 12, 15 sets or whatever you're doing. If you're doing strength, lower, five, three, two, one, right? If you're maxing out. And your body uses the glucose to do that kind of energy, right? Versus um, ketones, which versus using fat fuel. Your body, that's more for like a stable, slow amount uh, or slow, stable energy, like a marathon runner. So it doesn't make any sense to not eat carbs when that's what your body is going to function off better in order to lift weights. And we want to perform our best when we're lifting weights. We want to be able to lift as much as we can to put as much energy towards that because that is the stimulus we're creating, right? To send a signal to our body that we want to gain more muscle. So you want to make that signal very strong. And if you're not fueling your body appropriately with carbs, you're not you're not fueling that signal well, right? So there's a twofold and why these 
keto and these low-carb diets aren't ideal if you're trying to body recomp, if you're trying to gain muscle. It's actually going to hinder it. So that is the first typical weight loss approach or strategy that is actually hindering your body recomp. The second is more cardio, uh, doing more cardio or doing cardio and prioritizing doing like circuit training. So any type of like cardio-ish you know, training with weights and just doing cardio in general, these don't create the right kind of stimulus that you need to gain muscle. So let's talk about really, let me recap what toned means, right? So I know you keep hearing me say, oh, gain muscle and lose fat. That's really all toned is. Whenever you see a woman that's toned and that look that you're trying to go for, that's all it is. It's is gaining muscle and dropping body fat so that that muscle pops, right? And you see that muscle definition and you're slim and you have a nice look at stomach, right? So that is tone. And all toned is, is gaining muscle and losing fat. That's all it is, right? So let's not overcomplicate it. But doing those kinds of forms of exercise, cardio, and and doing cir- circuit training, uh, weight training, is not giving your body the right stimulus to gain muscle. And it's because you are there, it's overlooking a very main function of muscle, uh, muscle gain stimulus, which is progressive overload. That's progressive overload just means increasing the volume um, or the, well, yeah, the volume, and that can look into different ways. So increasing the volume, progressively getting stronger, progressively putting more weight on the bar, doing more reps. Like over time, you should be um, building on on top of your exercise program. So you should be seeing yourself over time putting more weight on the bar, right? That's a form of progressive overload. Another form of progressive overload is adding another set in there, right? Your body starts, because your body is always adapting to whatever stimulus you're giving it. So over time, you have to progress that to keep progressing in your muscle gains. So if you are not activating progress, if you're not lifting weights in a way that is progressive, overload, right? It makes sense. Progressive overload. You're overloading the bar in some type of way or overloading the load that you're lifting in a certain type of way, whether that's adding more weight to the bar or adding more reps and more sets. So if you're not doing that, then you're not sending your body the right signal for muscle gain. You might gain a little like doing the circuit training with weights and all that, you might get a little bit of muscle, but it's going to be short-lived because you're probably continuing to use the same amount of weight, right? Like when you do those circuit training, you're doing so many reps, it's really hard to go up in weight. So that's why we focus on rep ranges when we're doing strength training, right? When I work with clients, we start at 12 reps. That's what we do. We do three sets, 12 reps, and that's in the muscle gaining range. And so when we are do with that does is this also allows you to be able to get progressively stronger and go up in weight because it's a rep range that you can actually lift more weight through as you get stronger versus doing like 100 reps. <laughs> does that make sense? So that is the second thing that I see women doing that's a typical weight loss approach that doesn't work for body recomp. And I'm not saying there is anything against those kinds of exercises, but you should not be prioritizing it. Strength training in a way that is pro- is um, promoting progressive overload should be key number one thing you're focusing on. And then the cardio, you you know, depending on your body type, you might not even need cardio until you get to like a certain body fat percentage when it starts to get really hard. But really making sure the strength training is prioritized over the cardio. Um, number three is clean eating. Uh, clean eating can still result in overeating of calories. So clean eating is the next thing that I see uh, as a typical 
approach to when somebody wants to gain, whenever somebody wants to lose weight, you see this all the time, eat clean, clean eating, blah, blah, blah. And I kind of made a little joke about it earlier in the podcast, like what the hell is clean eating mean anyways? And like I said, no judgment because I used to be that person that was like, oh yeah, I'm just clean eating. But guess what, guys? It didn't work. It didn't give me the results I wanted, um, which was to get toned. I did, was able to lose um, the baby weight after casein. That's when I started doing clean eating, like beach body at home workouts and stuff. Um, and that is what helped me. But I had to eventually stop those things because it wasn't working. It got, yeah, I lost weight, but I wasn't gaining the muscle I wanted. I wasn't getting the toned in the way that I wanted. And uh, really, one of the reasons is the clean eating. It just was not giving, I wasn't getting enough of the macronutrients that I needed in the right ratios for um, what the results that I wanted. And another thing is I see a lot of the times is women will be quote unquote clean eating and they're still not getting results they, because they can still overeat. You can over, there's two things I've seen with clean eating. It either results like in under eating or overeating and um, either way you're missing the mark on where you need to be for your nutrition and body recomp. And so if the reason how you can overeat in clean eating is because some of these clean eating foods can be really high in calories, um, can be really dense. Like if you are somebody that's like, oh, I'm clean eating and I'm eating like two cups of freaking trail mix a day, which would totally be me if I had trail mix in front of me. It's one of my my kryptonite foods. Like I can't stop eating it once I start, so I just don't keep it in the house. But those kinds of things are really high. Um, they're really high in energy. It's very dense um, calories. So you can cons- what that means is you can consume a lot of those calories and not really even get that full like um and so those kinds of things and clean eating can really push you over or if you're somebody that's eating like you know i'm eating two avocados a day or something right or you're eating all these bananas like there's certain foods that it's going to be easy to over overdo it even though they're quote-unquote healthy they are healthy right but when it comes to body recomp it's more than just eating healthy it's actually knowing where you need to be as far as your macros. Um, And so the other thing that I see with clean eating is I also see the opposite under eating, right? Because this is something else that I used to do. I used to, when I... I had a problem with, um, I, I say a problem with clean eating. The reason I say it's a pro- it was a problem is because I started getting a... Um, I kind of disordered way of eating because everything had to be quote unquote clean. Like, like I'm talking like I would drive two hours away to Whole Foods from where I lived in order to get my clean food. Like I was kind of obsessive about food. So I've, I've gone through all kinds of stages as far as it comes to nutrition. So that's why I can talk a lot about it in the sense of like I've been there and done that. And that's where I see another thing with clean eating is being so um, obsessive about the food and, and it being clean that you just don't even eat enough food. You're just staying away from so many things out of fear that it's not, quote unquote, clean enough. Right. So I've seen that as well. And that in itself, if you're under eating calories, you're not going to gain muscle because your body needs to. Um, you know, it needs that energy source in order to do the protein synthesis. You need enough protein. Um, and I'm not going to go into too much detail, but just it's not it's not going to help you with what you, you want to accomplish, right? So that's number three is using clean eating as their approach for body recomp when it's not. It's, it's more of a weight loss approach 
or I see clean eating as if you have a health condition or a health concern where, you know, you need to clean it up and um, you, you can make better choices as far as health. But when it comes to body recomp, it's more than just eating quote unquote healthy. Um, there's more to it. You have to eat in the right uh, ratios of proteins, fats, and carbs for your body and um, for your goals. The fourth one is cutting sugar. <laughs> so if you have, basically you can throw a rock on the internet and hit, and, and you're basically gonna hit something that says like, you gotta cut sugar. You just gotta cut it out. It's making you fat. It's just not doing it. It's just not working for you. And you'll see that. And the thing is when people are overweight and a lot of the weight loss is geared towards obese people, and most of the time, those people do have a problem with blood sugar regulation. They have diabetes or they have something else. Um, they just have poor regulation of blood sugar. And so those people, yeah, they would do really good cutting carbs. Those people would actually do really good on a keto diet too. But if you're listening to this and you're not obese and you're not overweight, you just maybe have like 10, 20 pounds to lose and you just want to really gain some muscle and, and your blood sugar is fine, sugar's not going to hurt you. It's not, it, it has issues with people that have issues processing it. But if you don't have an issue processing it, sugar is not in itself inherently bad and sugar in itself is not going to inherit, just by itself going to make you gain weight. And I think this is where carbs get a bad rep too is because carbs in your body, they break down into glucose, which is sugar. Um, and once again, let's go back to glucose. I mentioned earlier when we talked about keto your body's number one source energy, preferred source energy is glucose. Guess where that comes from? Carbs. Guess what carbs break down into? Sugar. So it's not, um, sugar in itself is not a bad thing. We just, it gets a bad rap also because it's in a lot of things that we, you know, process foods and candies and things like that, where it's really easy to overconsume it. But if you are consuming sugar in the form of fruit, that's healthy. Fruit is healthy. Right. But going back to, you know, the whole clean eating thing, we have to keep it in a balance of what is right. What are the right? What macronutrients do we need for our goals? So that's where it can kind of get a little, you know, we, we got to watch that as well. But just kind of trying to stick on point is sugar in itself is not bad. Right. And so we don't have to cut sugar in order to body recomp is what I'm saying. Um, the next thing is number five is the faster weight loss, the better. Just focusing on the scale going down as fast as possible. When you look at typical weight loss approaches, this is something that is um glorified actually like ooh, the fastest I can lose weight you'll see things like lose 10 pounds in a week and you know these kinds of really quick fast weight loss approaches um I I see them kind of getting phased out which is awesome um maybe like 10 years ago or so they were a lot more popular I think people are starting to get smarter um but yeah this is actually going to definitely hinder your body recomp and the reason being is because when we lose weight really fast and quick and we're doing these really Un, uh, really restrictive diets and we're cutting drastically cutting calories um what this does is it actually is going to make you lose muscle right and so we don't want that so if we're just focusing on the scale it's really hard to know where that weight is coming from and if we are losing weight really fast 
more than likely you're also losing muscle too. So why do we not want to lose muscle? You Maybe you're thinking, okay, well, I have a lot of weight to lose, which maybe you don't. I don't think a lot of uh, most of the women that listen to this don't fall in this category. But say even if you did, say you had 50 pounds to lose or something, um, and you're like, I don't care. I just want to lose it as fast as possible. Why do I care about muscle? Like I just want to see my waist go down. And the reason you should care about losing muscle is because that's part of your metabolism is tied into your muscle. And not only that is as you lose the weight, if you are losing a lot of muscle, you're just going to be a small jiggly, like smaller version of yourself right now and still going to be jiggling all the places you don't want to be jiggly because you lost your muscle tone. Okay. Um, so we really want to focus on preserving that, that muscle as we're losing weight. And that is a healthy weight loss, not a quick weight loss. Um, and going back to the metabolism part is because it takes more energy for your body to upkeep muscle than it does fat. So just by having more muscle, you're, you have a higher metabolism. So what I'll see with women too is they go on these really restrictive diets and they lose weight really fast and then they plateau. I this I see this all the time. They plateau, we're eating 1,200 calories, we're eating 1,000 calories, whatever the case is. Eventually they plateau, it's not working anymore and they don't know what to do. And so that is another reason that these don't work. These fast approaches don't work. It's just... It's slowing, when you do that, it slows down your metabolism. That's what happens. Your body ah, adapts over time, right? Your body's really smart. It's always adapting. So think about it. If you went on a diet and you, okay, say before the diet you're eating 2,000 calories and then you drop down to 1,200 calories, right? That's what? That is 800 calories like that you're burning, like because your metabolism, say if your metabolism is at 2000, you drop down to 1200. So essentially you're burning those 800, like 800 calories. That's over time. That's a lot of freaking calories. You'd be dropping weight really fast. So your body is naturally going to slow down your metabolism to match your energy input. So over time, your metabolism is going to drop down to that 1200 calories. And the reason being, because if it stayed high, your metabolism stayed high and you're, if you're eating that low, you would die. You would eventually starve to death. And so that's why you see the weight, it slows down over time as you get closer to your goal. And it's not just as you get closer to your goal, it more has to do with as your body adapts to what you're doing. Um, so we have to be strategic even about weight loss. Even if you don't care about Tony, you have to be strategic about weight loss or you're going to set yourself up to have a hard plateau like that. Um, the next thing is unrealistic, or the last thing, six, is unrealistic, highly restricted diets that don't work long term. So these are approaches that are shiny object syndrome, I feel like, when it comes to weight loss, because these are things like, ooh, like I'm going to do that. I'm going to be extreme and I'm going to do this crazy diet. And if you are a type A person like me and you're an all or nothing person, those things can be really like, I don't know, I'm a, I'm, I, I, feel like I'm I'm definitely that all or nothing person. So whenever I was trying to like lose baby weight or whenever I was younger and I was just trying to lose weight for the summer, I was very, I had eating disorders because I was just so, I'm like, if I'm going to do this, it's like all or nothing kind of thing. Like I would just starve myself. Like that's how extreme I would be. And so 
these unrealistic diets, they can be appealing because, oh, I'm going to get these quick, fast results. As you, as And obviously, I never got the results I wanted. Like, even if I lost some pounds and I was skinny, I was a size one, I did not like the way I looked. I was still jiggly. I still had cellulite. I still didn't, I didn't like the way I look. I, I now weigh like 15, 20 pounds more than I did back then. And I like the way I look way better now with muscle. <laughs> and I'm not as jiggly, like I'm, I'm toned. And it's just the difference in knowing like how do we get there. It's, it's, and the problem I had was I just didn't understand how it worked. I didn't understand what body recomp was. I thought it was just weight loss. I thought it was just be a skinny and you're just going to look like that once you get skinny. Like, I don't, I don't know what I thought. I was in my tw- early 20s. I thought a lot of things that I probably, you know, that are probably now I'm thinking back like, why did you think that, you know? Um, but it's also just the weight loss industry in general. Like we don't really see things that are, you know, oh, lose two pounds a week in a healthy way. <laughs> like, no, you don't really see that as much. I mean, I think you started, we're starting to see that more now, but it's just, we're just more drawn to more extreme things. I think that's also human nature. So these unrealistic diets, they just, for one, they don't work long term. For two, you're losing weight too quickly, so you're losing muscle. It's not creating an environment that is conducive towards gaining muscle and losing fat in a healthy, realistic, long-term, sustainable way. That's just bottom line. So that is, that's the sixth reason why, you know, and I'm talking, let's, let's talk about some of these diets. I'm like, I was thinking about that. I was like, what diets do I remember? I remember the cabbage soup diet, the grapefruit diet. Do you remember the master cleanse diet? I did that one. It was like, you know, the lemon juice and the cayenne pepper. And then there's a raw food diet. There's, oh, I did this one a lot. The meal replacement shake diet. Like, I think that's still really a big thing is like replacing your meals with shakes. Uh, It don't work for body recomp, okay? Um, You know, the only time that I ever replace a meal with a shake is when I'm going to go out to eat in the evenings and I'm going to eat out and I'm going to eat what I want to eat. So yeah, damn right. I'm going to skip. I'm probably going to have a shake for like lunch and save those carbs and those fats for my dinner. So it's not that I'm under eating. I'm just allocating my my calories differently and using a shake as a way to not skip a meal, but to replace it with high protein and save my carbs and fats for later. Right. That's the only time I recommend ever meal replacing. Um, And then also... Uh, what are other things that are restrictive? Like v- even the vegan diet. A vegan diet's restrictive. It's really restrictive. Um, paleo, even though I think it's a great diet, uh, some of these diets are good for like certain health issues. But I don't. They're not really realistic long term. And especially as a mom, and I've been there. Like I used to do the paleo diet, so I can I can really say you know that that's that's hard to do as a mom. Um, so there's nothing against those kinds of diets and those kinds of diets. Once again, we're looking at health issues that can be great, but if you're not macro counting, if you're not dialing in your nutrition, I always say it's like playing Russian roulette with your results. If you're trying to body recomp, if you want to tone your body, you want to gain muscle, you want to lose fat, you have to dial in your nutrition. And it's not just any kind of dialing in as far as like eating healthy, it's actually knowing where 
that food is coming from as far as your macros, your proteins, your fats and carbs, and knowing how many you need in a day for your body composition, for your goals, because it's different from person to person. It's very custom. That's why I love macros. It's just like felt proof approach. There we go. Like it's, it's knowing exactly what you need. So yeah, so let's go ahead and recap for today's episode. If you are somebody that is not seeing the results they want, you're not getting toned, you're not losing fat, you're not gaining muscle, or maybe you have plateaued, maybe you were losing weight now you plateaued, right? Um, And the problem could be that you're trying to use weight loss approaches to do body recomp. And the six things that we talked about, the six most typical weight loss approaches that I see that are hindering or completely sabotaging your body recomp is doing low-carb diets like the keto diet. Number two was prioritizing or just doing cardio or only doing weight circuit training and not doing progressive overload, Uh, not doing that kind of strength training where you add weight to the bar over time, where you um, add more reps um, or add more sets and stuff over time too, but mostly the getting stronger part. Uh, Number three is clean eating, focusing on clean eating, but even though you're clean eating, you're still not getting, maybe you're not getting enough protein, maybe you're overeating, maybe you're under eating. One thing that I would say is, you know, pairing clean eating with macro counting. That's kind of the approach I take to like you know, that's kind of what I do. And I just, and I don't even, I don't even want to call it cleaning because it's like 80% of the time I eat like quote unquote healthy, you know, and then the other part I leave for like playroom just so I can live a sustainable lifestyle for me that works better instead of being so restrictive. I've learned over time of used to be very restricted that it doesn't work. And also mental health matters just as much as physical health. Um, the four, fourth thing was cutting sugar. You don't have to cut sugar out, right? If you're somebody that doesn't have blood sugar balance issues like diabetes, you don't have to cut sugar out. Sugar in itself doesn't make you just gain weight automatically. Um, And number five was faster weight loss, the better. You just want to see the scale to go down as fast as possible. That's an approach. That is not a good approach. That's actually hurting your metabolism. It's actually going to probably make you, you're going to be losing muscle, which is the opposite of body recomp, right? Because body recomp includes gaining muscle. So we don't want to just lose weight as fast as possible. If you, what I do suggest instead of focusing on the scale is going and doing in-body scans. That was, I talked about this in episode 84 called in-body scans 101, and that will actually show you your body composition breakdown as far as uh, fat and muscle, it's really those those scans are what I would highly suggest doing every two to three weeks to assess progress. Because sometimes, as as you go down um, in body fat, the closer you get to, you know, when you start getting into the lower twenties and you're trying to body recomp and gain muscle, it, the scale can be misleading because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm gaining weight on the scale, and it's actually you're getting muscle. (laughs) So, you know, when you get those scans, it can tell you where is that muscle gain or muscle loss. I mean, where is that weight gain or weight loss coming from? And the number six was was unrealistic, highly restricted diets because they don't work long-term, right? If we want sustainable results, we have to do something that works long-term. And not only that is, remember I told you those kinds of diets where you're cutting calories too quick, too fast, um, you're actually going to more than likely lose muscle. So that is all that I have for this episode. If you have any more questions or would like to learn more about macro counting, I do macro counting coaching. So you can hit me up. Instagram is Moms New Strong. 
Mama's New Strong on uh, Facebook or Jessica Nicole May, or you can hit me up in my Facebook group, Macros for Moms. And yeah, so I would love to talk to you more about what that would look like. But for now, go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now, guys. Hey, wait, before you go, I have something awesome that I wanted to share with you. I just put together a Macro County mini course. And so if you are a mom who's ready to kickstart your Macro County lifestyle, but you're confused on where to start, then I made this just for you. I'm going to show you how to do your own custom macros using the same approach I use my clients, plus step-by-step videos on how to track your food using MyFitnessPal, how to accurately measure out your food, how to track alcohol, how to make fun foods like eating out or eating cookies with your kids, work with your macros. And it also includes an introduction to my macros for mom method, which is a laid by laid back step by step approach to macro counting that takes out all the overwhelm. And it shows you how to make macro counting fit into your mom life. All of this plus an amazing bonus, which is access to 30 plus of my own personal macro friendly dinner recipes that are all in my fitness pal database. So what it does, this does is actually makes it really easy to keep a food diary. And it also gets you to stop cooking yourself separate dinners and to start seeing results while eating with your family. All of this greatness for just a one-time payment of $47. And you can get all the details at www.mamasnewstrong.com forward slash kickstart. The link is also in the show notes. I'm really excited to offer this to you guys. So here's to helping you kickstart your macro cutting lifestyle in a way that works with your mom life and not another restrictive diet that you have to work your mom life around.